It is Monday, October 17th. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. Jaguars Happy Hour is presented by Jet Home Loans. And now, a guy who just can't figure out how goalposts got on his front lawn, <laughs> J.P. Shadrick. Welcome in. It is Jaguars Happy Where did those things come from, by the way? Yeah, well, what a game Saturday night in uh, Knoxville. And welcome in. It's Jaguars Happy Hour. My name's J.P. Shadrick. We've got a busy show ahead, as always. It's Pete Prisco of CBS Sports joining us. Tony Vaselli. Pro Football Hall of Famer, you might have heard of him. Uh, kind of a big deal. Not sure when he's going to join. Maybe segment two, he'll uh, be with us. We're out to Tony. He'll uh, join us tonight at some point. The Colts over the Jaguars, 34-27 the final. Defensive coverage issues. The offensive running game was there, though. 243 yards on the ground for the Jags. And we'll have the Fanatics fan questions, as always. We'll go around the National Football League as well. Let's hear from Doug Peterson right after the game last night. Disappointed, of course, in the losing result. Credit them. I mean, their 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 game plan today obviously was, you know, not to huddle as much and, and try to play a little tempo and get the ball out quickly and, you know, try to eliminate, you know, some of your pass rush that way. And, you know, they did a, they did a good job with that. Um, you know, our guys battled for for sixty minutes, and you know we we just gotta we gotta find a a, a time, a place, you know, a, a play somewhere that you know we can we can win these games, and you know it's a, obviously a, an opportunity to do that, and and um, you know our guys will be better, you know we'll be better for it um, as we go. The Jaguars took the lead on an 18-play, 10-minute drive in the fourth quarter and finally got it in the end zone for the lead but still couldn't get the win. And Trevor Lawrence after the game on the difficulty of finding W's in the NFL. It's hard to win. You know, there's these – every team's good. Um, so it's – you know, I've known how hard it is to win, especially after last season. And, and so we had some cl- close games, some that weren't so close, all those things. It's, it's hard to win. you got to play well. Like, you're not going to – you're not going to luck into any wins in the NFL. You got to play a complete game, offense, defense, special teams, um, and you can't let up at all. You know, you can't take a breath. And I think, you know, we're going to look at some times in that game where, you know, speaking specifically offensively, where we, you know, we had them 14 to three, and I think that's when we got to strike and we got to we got to keep going and dominate the game and really take over. And you know, there was there was a little bit of a lull there. Let them get back in the game at the end of the second half. Um, and then we came out the, or sorry, end of the first half. Then the beginning of the second half, we came out, scored first drive, kind of got back on track. So there's positives, there's negatives. You, you look at all of it, and uh, we'll get better. And then the Jaguars' defense yesterday gave up 43 completions to Matt Ryan. It's a career high for the 15th-year quarterback for the Colts and, of course, couldn't hold up on the final Colts' possession of the game. It was a third and 13 play. Matt Ryan had Alec Pierce over Jags cornerback Shaq Griffin. And in the locker room after the game, Griffin explained. Thought process was the whole time was going right back, trying to get uh, convert third downs, going back shoulder. So I played inside like I usually do. They kind of threw over the shoulder, and they've been calling so many pass interference. Every time we hand fighting, and he pushing, I'm pulling, you know, and end up tripping over my feet and stuff like that. It usually don't happen. It happened today. So, uh, yeah, that, that, one, that one hurt me. We welcome in CBS Sports senior writer Pete Prisco joining us now from South Florida. And uh, there you have it. That uh, That's how it all went down in Indy yesterday. Good afternoon. I mean, that's a game you had to win. 
uh, th- th- there's no reason to lose that game. You, you, you were the better team. Uh, I think the defense really had some issues on Sunday. But you take the lead late in that game, you got to get them on the ground at some point. You have to get them on the ground. And the crossing routes all day long. All day. Uh, the zone coverage was terrible. Uh, guys, you know, they they waited till they dropped out in the zone and threw underneath them all day. Uh, and then, you know, Shaq Griffin had a rough go of it. I mean, Darius Williams wasn't great either. I mean, they, they and Jenkins didn't play that well either. Uh, the one guy in the secondary who did play well was Tyson Campbell. But, uh, you know, you got to be better than that. And so I, I, I'm, I thought they would win the game when they took the early lead. I didn't like the – we'll get into all this, but I didn't like yeah. the fourth fourth down call one bit. Oh, the option pitch, all. the option play. Well, or third down. If you're going to go for it, run it twice. Didn't like it. Um, didn't like the inside shovel pass for the two for the two point conversion. I mean, there was a lot not to like. The offense ran the ball for over 200 yards. They did. You gotta like that. Yeah. They did some good things on offense. I put a play out today. They went, you know, unbalanced a couple different times. And when they ran the they ran the ball on the touchdown to Hasty, that was an unbalanced to the right. Uh, they did it a couple other times as well. So. They get creative on offense. I like what they do, but there's no way you can let Matt Ryan go down the field and not only get a – I mean, okay, you could have put him in a situation where they're going to get a field goal. No. They hit the touchdown pass right. on him. So I mean, that can't happen, JP. Yeah, and, and Doug Peterson talked about that scenario. We'll hear from him coming up a little bit later. I mean, that, that's really a no risk for the offense at that point because they feel like they're – in field goal range already, might as well throw it up. Maybe you get a touchdown. Maybe you get a defensive pass interference, and the, the Jags just weren't there to make the play on that third down and force a fifty what fifty two yard field goal. I guess it would have been at that point. So yeah, um, that's not a that's not a gimme either. I mean, you know, right. and I get why they're in man coverage. They're trying to knock them out of field goal range, and right. they got they did get some pressure on them. They did you hit know, him in the leg, low. Yeah, um, but. You know, Shaq Griffin made a terrible play. He'll be the first one to admit it. You know, he's a stand-up guy. He admitted it after game. I give him credit for that. But he's not playing well. He just isn't. He's got to be better. He had two penalties um, in the game too, Pete. Uh, yeah, couple... and he's trailing a bunch. He trailed those those crossing routes a bunch. And so I just think when you look at this team, you know, they, that's one that they're going to look back on. Not that they're going to be a playoff team or anything, but they're going to look back on it and go – we should have won that game. And if they win that game, they're in the smack dab in the middle of the division race. Absolutely. Yeah, they'd be in second place right now in the division uh, behind Tennessee, who was off uh, last week. And, you know, this is Matt Ryan, right? 15th year. Uh, he led the league in most sacks allowed by this Colts offense coming into the game. The Jaguars got to him, I think, six times officially and hit him. But no sacks in the game, and a lot of that's the the design. They got it out quick a lot. That's why there were so many passes, completions, the career high, as we said, 43 completions, which is amazing, and uh, the 10th best yardage day in Matt Ryan's career, 389 yards. Imagine that of all days. That happened yesterday, Pete. Well, their short passing game was initially it started off that way was an extension of their run game that's what it was they would they would you know when the Jaguars were in zone they would let them drop out and then they throw to the back get the ball out boom get the ball out get the crossing routes get the ball out and they didn't allow them to get pressure on the quarterback the only times the Jaguars actually got pressure on the quarterback were a couple inside pushes and then there were some twists and stunts that ended up getting guys in. The, the two, you know, Allen beat somebody one time. Uh, he beat the left tackle one time, I think. But there wasn't a lot of winning on the edge. 
And, and, you know, we go back to Trayvon Walker again. He's a good football player, but at some point he's got to develop some pass rush move. The guys he's working against, you know, Braden Smith and Dennis Kelly are not exactly, you know, Tony Baselli and uh, Leon Searcy. They're just not great players, and they just did not get the push they needed. And I think some of that has to do with Walker's inability to create with his hands and create with the change of pace, change of direction. You know, Tony's been saying it all year long. He runs right into the midsection of a guy. Right. And he's a big, powerful man, so I get it. And a lot of times he can even get pushed that way. But once you get the initial push, use the hands and get off that guy. Um, it, it'll come for him, but it's not coming right now, and that's a concern. That's Pete Frisco. I'm J.P. Shadrick. Tony Baselli coming up in just a little bit. We're reacting to the Jaguars' loss in Indianapolis in Week 6. The Jags now 2-4 and four for the season. The uh, Jags' offense ran for 243 yards as a team, Pete, the sixth best day in franchise history. Of course, as you would imagine, the Jaguars won the five better days than that when running the football in franchise history. But, um, you know, protected the ball. Trevor Lawrence was efficient. They didn't push the ball down the field. They didn't really they, – they ran the ball a bunch in this game, and – Collected a bunch of yardage and, and found something in this Colts defense. And, and then that drive, we mentioned it at the top, 18 plays, uh, 10 minutes and change, uh, converted a bunch of third downs, Trevor with his legs a few times on third down and a, a fourth down play converted it and kept it going, kept it moving, and then finished in the end zone with a four-yard touchdown. It's something they hadn't done as an offense this year, a fourth quarter take-the-lead drive, and they finally did it. Yeah, and, and JP, they really ran the – I mean – ETN showed some real pop. I think Robinson showed some toughness. He got the long run by Hasty. The line played good in the run game. So when you have third and one, you have that third and one. And it was, what was it, 21-13 at that point. You have a third and one. If you're going to go for it on fourth down, if I'm not mistaken, they th- if I remember correctly, they threw on third down, correct? Let's see. Let me find this. I got to go back and find this. And then they ran that stupid option play down the line which was moronic yeah so all right it was um it was 21 yeah, he under threw he under threw kirk it was 21 19 was the score at this point and then it was first and 10 at the 41 uh, lawrence to ingram Here's for eight yards one play right here he under throws kirk yeah he's wide open that's should right be, to the right that should have been easy conversion yep third and one to the right. Okay, Kirk. that's an easy conversion. He's got to hit that. Trevor Lawrence has to hit that. It's just no reason not to hit that. Zero. And then they but line then you up. Come down, now you got fourth and one. They're not even I – mean, just you've been pounding them. And then run, the, run to the left side. And then look at the push from the defensive left on the line for the Colts on that right, play, too. Run it back. Run that play back. If you – if from the top, I think if you can watch – if they run to the left side, there's nobody over there. Yeah, that's right. It was, it was just a – it was a bad – decision to if you're going for it on fourth down not to run it inside on one of those plays and why not run it inside on one of the plays and then you did the center you did the on one fourth down later you push trevor lawrence everybody should do that on fourth and inches and fourth and short nowadays you get to push them yeah you get those that's allowed now yeah yeah, I, I did not – but Trevor's got to hit that. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. That has to be a completed pass for a first down, keep the drive going. And then look at the left side. There's nobody over there. That's where you run. Everybody's on this side. Run to the left. <laughs> Pete, did you see last night? I think the Eagles ran it where it almost looked like victory formation on a fourth and short. Yeah. And then they had like that, three guys. They had three guys push him. 
Why wouldn't it? everybody should do that? And Penn State did it. They use they have this wing T kind of set with three guys in a line behind the quarterback. He sneaks it, and they all three just push him. That's what happens. Look, Doug Peterson is a is a really good play caller. He really is. But over the course of the last two games, there's been some questionable ones for me, at least. Particularly when you're pounding the ball the way they're pounding the ball. Here comes Baselli. He's going to argue with me. He's oh, going to disagree. I well, can just see it. Guy, he's well, coming off the golf course hey, all hot because well, he probably didn't have a birdie or oh. two. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Hey, we'll take a time out and let that marinate for a second. We'll come back and uh, get Tony Baselli in here, the Hall of Famer. <laughs> it's unbelievable, Pete. It's unbelievable. Look at him. He's in his golf cart. I can't see him. We're not, we don't have it on the air yet. We'll, we'll come back. And he's, if he's in a golf cart, we will all lose it. Uh, we are off and running. What a show it's going to be, apparently, in a reaction to this Jaguars loss to the Colts in week six. We are uh, just underway. Glad you're with us today on 1010XLAM, Jaguars.com, Jaguars social media, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. It's Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Jet Home Loans on the Jaguars Digital Network. When you run a lot more man, you know, uh, they try to start running more pick routes. You know, they seeing corners run over, and you know, uh, they identify uh, man coverage. And the main thing was they're going to throw one pick route somewhere in the middle where it's going to give somebody at least one person a chance to get open. You know, and that's the part that we have to adjust to. You know, uh, they, they knew we are going to run a little bit more man and, uh, you know, try to get after the quarterback. And, you know, that's why he's out here with more quick game to try to extend the run. So, uh, you know, the, I got to give my head off to them, you know, being able to adjust to make some chances, uh, changes when it comes to making our man calls. So, that is Shaq Griffin in the locker room in Indy yesterday. Welcome back. And for nine years, DreamFinders Homes has been proud to call themselves the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Visit DreamFindersHomes.com for all the available inventory and go Jags. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. J.P. Shadrick, Pete Prisco, and yes, Hall of Famer Tony Baselli finally joins the program. Good afternoon. Tony, where are you right now? I am in Evansville, Indiana, um, freezing my tail off. It was a beautiful day in Indianapolis yesterday. A cold front came through, and I was playing this corporate event. And uh, the best thing that happened to me was I had to do the show. So I'm like, I got to go, guys. It's like blowing 30 miles an hour, wind chills about 40 degrees. It's miserable. So wait, so you stayed behind to play golf in Evansville, Indiana? Yeah, I'd work. It's called a job, Pete. I don't know if you're familiar with it's that. It's your company. Your company. Your yeah, yeah. Because I, I don't work. <laughs> <laughs> so how was the course? Oh, it's a beautiful course. It is hard, I, but it's it's cold and windy. I, I'm I am so soft, Pete. Like back in the day, I had no sleeves, tough. Now I have like eight layers on. It was, and what, un, was it, un, what was the temperature? Unreal. Forties. Like yeah, it's like forties. Ugh. Brutal. Ugh. Who, who would if it live gets it? under 80 for me, it's cold, so I can't deal yeah, with that. Miser- miserable. And by the way, miserable. I hear, just to put, I think it's going to get a little chilly up by your way this week, too, up there, is it, JP? Get a little cold front coming in? Where, Jacksonville? Yeah. I have no idea. I don't yeah. know. Really? Weatherman Pete here. I had no idea. Well, because I, I know, know it's going to get under 80 here this week one day, so I'm a little concerned. <laughs> I mean, I guess my point is, like, does it matter? I still have to come out of the house and, and do things, no matter what yeah, the weather is. You don't got to play golf like Baselli did in <laughs> freezing cold temperatures. <laughs> right. That's what happens. All right, so, uh, Tony, um, they had it, and then they didn't have it at the end. The, the- yeah. Um, 
I have not got a chance to watch the film today because of um, my <laughs> you're transit. Playing play golf. I did. That's why. I did. <laughs> um, but my takeaway from watching it live and kind of thinking about last night and this morning is this is a team now twice that has taken the lead in the fourth quarter and has not been able to hold on to it. And it's a team that needs to learn how to win and needs to learn when you have to make the play, you make a play. That was a game yesterday that offense did exactly what they were supposed to do, 10-play drive, big-time throws from Trevor, good play calling. They punch it in, take the lead with, you know, 220 left in the game. Well, well, they didn't do a very good job on the two-point conversion. That's that's fine. I did, that's fine. But they did with a 10-play, I mean, 10-minute drive. No, it was drive. a good drive. It was a good drive. And you get one, you get one stop, Pete, the game's over. One I stop. Agree. I agree. That's – you're supposed to get one of those guys. I said that to JP before. One of those guys got to get him on. Has to get him on the ground on that in that drive. Has to. And 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 which was you're exactly right, Pete. But the, and so it leads to the bigger conversation. How does Matt Ryan drop back 58 times? And he has zero sacks. Zero. We got the ball out. Of, you got the ball out quick. A lot too. Okay, it does not matter. You well, have. I, okay, I'm with not, you. I'm with you. Pat, that, uh, Pete, that's a bad offensive line. If you're not gonna. If you're not going to sack them, you got to batter them. you got to beat the hell out of them. And the only real pressures that came were a couple stunts. There was a loop. Uh, Walker got a loop one time yeah. inside. You had Hamilton actually got him one time inside. Roy Robertson had – there was not a lot from the edges at all. And Josh Allen not, had, that's what I said before, Tony. I said Dennis Kelly and and and, uh, and Smith are not you and Leon. I mean, it's not a good tackle group. And, and Josh Allen had one nice rush on that last drive, early in the drive, where he smoked Matt Ryan. I'm like, okay, get that going. Like you, like do that. Like if because if you, Pete, you know this. If you hit a guy like Matt Ryan like that about ten times, and you know, all of a sudden it gets even quicker. Like in and game one. That's right. Yeah, and Tony, you were spot on about – you've been right about him the whole time. I'm going to give you credit on this. Trayvon Walker does not have any moves. He runs yeah. smack dab. Almost every single rush is right into the teeth of the guy's chest, and that will work in college. They're not, even the bad tackles in the NFL can handle that. The bad tackles want you to run into them. Right. They're I hoping mean, for that. At some point, he's got to learn how to use his hands. There's no hand. He has, he has all the tools, Pete. He's got length. He's got speed. He's got power. And he's not using them right now. And he's not a natural pass rusher. And Jeff and I said it before the season. Not that we don't, I don't think he's a good player. And not that I don't think he can develop into a good pass rusher. But he's not a natural pass rusher using his hands. This is not a, a polished guy coming from college who is a natural pass rusher. He's a great athlete. He's a, he's a good football player. He's physical. He's tough. But he's not a pass rusher. And you can't let the Colts sit back there and pass it 58 times and not hit Matt Ryan. Yeah, I, I mean, got, was, yeah, I, I'm with you. I just, I, I'm, that has to be the most disappointing area of this team this, so far this year is the fact that you thought with Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker, you're going to have bookends that gave you dynamic pass rush off the edge it's not even close to that now josh allen's played good football don't get me wrong but where are the sack now they get no sacks you got to be able to put the guy on the ground they don't put him on the ground 
And at the end of the day, you've got to get a stop somehow. You've got to get a stop at some point. That's a team that was averaging 13.8, point, 13.8 points a game going into that game. I think they were the worst of the NFL. They scored 34. You can't give up 34 to that team. Yeah, they scored on their last five drives. They scored every time. It was, all, it was almost like it was easy for him at times, too. Snap the ball, ball out, guy wide open. Snap the ball, ball out, guy wide open. Even if you take a little time to get a crossing route, it's still going to be wide open, no pressure. I mean, it was just – it was easy. Get the back – let all those linebackers drop out 40 yards like they always do and throw to the back underneath them. You know, that's another thing, by the way. Devin Lloyd had a bad game in coverage, a really bad game. When he, they lined him up wide a couple times on guys, he got beat. They, and he's lucky, by the way, on the tight end completion that the tight end didn't keep going up the scene because it would have been a touchdown. And he just had – he's he hasn't played well in the last couple of weeks. He's he's kind of overthinking everything, and he's stumbling around a little bit in coverage. And Well, and, and he got taken out on a couple of plays, and they brought Muma in yeah. at one point in the game. I don't know if that was for performance or what was going on. Um he, it, 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 it was it, at times it was easy, but here's the other thing, and I think it was three or four of their drives that led to touchdowns were assisted by a big penalty. Third and long, Trayvon Walker roughs the passer. Third and long, Shaq Griffin pi. Third and long, Shaq Gr- Griffin pi. And there was, I think, there was one other that ex- that they were off the field. Yeah. If they don't have de- big defensive penalties, Trayvon and, Walker's got to quit roughing the quarterback, man. I mean, he's got a. It's the only time he sniffs him, so I guess he gets excited and hits him, wants to hit him. Well, I mean, but that's two, that's two weeks in a row bad roughing the passer penalties that let extended drives that led to touchdown, and and ultimately cost him the game. Could have, you can yeah. look at it and say it could have cost him the game. I, I look, he's got to pick up his play. I, th- you know, the one guy who actually played okay yesterday on the defensive line, Hamilton played okay yesterday. He did some good things on the inside, but. Um, you Not know, Lucon didn't do a lot. I didn't think. I didn't think Lloyd played that well. Tyson Campbell had a really good game. Everybody else in the secondary was bad. I didn't think Jenkins was bad. Eh, he was okay. You go back and watch it. You'll think differently. He was. He was just okay. Um, do they have a Shaq Griffin problem? They did yesterday, and you know they've he had has, it a lot this year, and they've had it some last year. By the way, he's been average. And get mm-hmm. average, and, and then poor yesterday, and okay. not at the not at the level that you need him playing the corner position. And it'll be interesting to see what they do. Do they do they give Trey Herndon some reps out there? I mean, you know, you can you can only and and this coaching staff didn't sign him; they inherited. Well, him. yeah, but the GM signed him. It's the GM's pick. Yeah, but this coaching staff didn't. So, oh, I get that. I'm just saying, but uh, you know, but there is a connection to this GM. He str- he really struggles at times when he's asked to cover a guy across the field. I mean, it's just it's so evident. You could you can watch like I'll be sitting in the green room and somebody will cross the field on a crosser, and I'll go, oh, "That's Jack Griffin," without even knowing if it was him or not, because it's obvious. And and Darius Williams hasn't been great either. Well, this is a defense that twice now gave up big drives late in games to to lose the game. The Commanders, week one, and now this one against the Colts. 
I mean, you just you get stops in those two situations, you're you're four well, and two. Well, also though, in in uh, the Texans drive late in that game as well, they let them go right down the field. Yep. I mean, they lost yeah. that game. I mean, it's just. You're right. This all goes down to getting the guy on the ground. Hit him. Hit him. Hit him. Hit him. Hit him. Hit him. And they're not hitting them. You know, you've watched Buffalo and Kansas City. The Bills won the game. Von Miller didn't get a sack on the last play of the game. He got two earlier, but he influenced the quarterback, got him out, and he threw an interception. That's what you got to get from those guys. You didn't get it. In that last drive, they got none of that. Yeah. No, I mean, this is a league, Pete. You know this. Your big-time players need to make big-time plays when it counts. And that's when you needed someone to step up and make a play. And until you do that, I mean, Matt Ryan is not Matt Ryan of old. He does not have the, the physical traits that he once did, but he still has the, his mind. And if you let him dissect you, he'll find the open guys. If you're not moving him off his spot, if you're not hitting him, he, they can't be effective. And that's what everyone's done to them to date. You know, and, and Allen did hit him on that one play when the ball fluttered on that last drive. And that's, that's right. even even on the back end. You make a play on the ball. You know, go get that ball. It's just Pete, little about, things. Pete, you're exactly right. I mean, you – at some point, you got to make a big play. And this team's just not doing it right now. And they need – so it's – you got to – I mean, people don't want to hear this, but you got to learn how to win. Now. If you step back and look at it in its entirety, this is a much better team than they were last year. These, this is a team that's in every game and has had a chance to either win the game late in the fourth quarter or at least tie it. Yeah, the, the, what's the only game that hasn't been closed was what the Chargers game. No, the Colts. The, the first. The Colts. Here's the first. That's right. The Colts out. and the Chargers. Two games here's they won. Pete, here's the interesting thing. The two games they've won, they're blowouts. When the game comes down to the fourth quarter, they have not made the play to win it. Correct. And so even if you just say, hey, we'll win 50% of the games that come down to the last drive, you're four and two. Right. Hmm. Got to get off and the so field. This is, this is a much better team, and I know no one wants to hear this, but they have made strides. It is not in – what are you pointing at? JP's got that look on his face that he wants to go to break. He's flapping but the go paper ahead. like Let, he always fin- does in your face when you're there. Finish you your see thought, it? Tony. Finish your I thought. I see it. I, you know what? I'm ignoring it just like I do when I'm there, Pete. <laughs> I, I usually oh, ignore wow. the flapping paper, too. Of course. <laughs> I mean, what am I just, just sitting Get here. out of here, but, JP. <laughs> but, Pete, this is a much better team. It is. But you got to win games. Hey, they're favored against a 5-1 and one team this week. That's interesting. Which is crazy to me. Yeah, well, yeah. that five and one team in that good, but hey, I haven't watched any tape. When we come yet. on the other side, when we come on the other side, I want to hear what you think of the third and the fourth down calls. Okay. Yep, we'll come back and flip it to offense. Uh, they had a pretty good day, in fact, uh, really good rushing attack. We'll uh, get into all that coming up. Second hour, we've got your questions plenty ahead. We are just underway, and it's Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Jet Home Loans on the Jaguars Digital Network. You never know. You know, you have a game plan. And you kind of prepare for for everything. I know that's that's a part of my game where, honestly, I haven't had to use too much this this season. But that's a part of my game that I'm comfortable with, and I know that can that can help us if needed. So, whenever my number's called, just doing what I can to help the team. And um, today, that was you know that seemed to be something that was working, especially down there in the, on the goal line, all those things. So, 
Um, guys did a great job up front. That's Trevor Lawrence, of course, Jaguars quarterback. He was discussing his running ability yesterday. Six carries, 23 yards, two rushing scores on short yardage. Part of a 243-yard rushing day for the Jaguars. Welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour. J.P. Shadrick, Pete Prisco, Tony Baselli. The Jaguars fell in that game, though. The defense gave up the late touchdown, but the offense, guys, had a pretty good day, I thought. Certainly on the ground. The sixth best rushing day in franchise history, Tony. And uh, they were moving the sticks. Some big plays on the ground, and then in those moments that Trevor just talked about, there were a couple plays where uh, you know got out there and got some yardage with his legs as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I, what do you say? I mean, if you rush for 243 yards, it's a good job. I mean, good job by the guys up front. Good job by the tight ends. I thought the backs ran well, made some great cuts. I thought the play design was very good. They took advantage of the defense. They showed something they haven't showed a lot of, which is a lot of whams. They were whamming the three technique, and uh, that was the first. That was what they called in the first big uh, run by Travis Etienne in that uh, first quarter. So I, I thought it was outstanding. You know, the line got a little bit of uh, criticism because, you know, the first 10 passes were four sacks. But the reality of those two of them were on naked bootlegs. And, you know, the Colts had decided they were going to take away the naked bootlegs. They were rushing the end straight up the field and not chasing the run on the backside. And so it put it basically killed um, it killed the naked bootlegs. Uh, yeah, because on, on one of those, it would have been a touchdown to uh, Ingram, but he couldn't get around that pass rusher up the field, and he had, to, right. it, had to wait late. Yeah, so they did yeah. a nice job. With, Gus did a nice job with the bootleg stuff, taking it away, for sure. Yeah, and that's what they wanted to do. So, um, But overall, I mean, it was efficient uh, passing. They didn't take any real shots down the field. I mean, that might be my only criticism at some point, maybe try to press the uh, – take some shots down the field, but – when you're that, that efficient, you you rush for that many yards. You scored 27 points. You should win the football game. Tony, what did you, they they did use the tackle over on uh, on the one long run? They used it again later in the game, a couple times, I think. So, what do you think? Yeah, of that? I mean, I, I like it. I mean, Doug is really creative. He is a great. He, he really schemes things up and puts pressure on defenses. I think he does an outstanding job as a play caller and, and just an overall kind of game plan design. Him and Press Taylor and, and Mike McCoy, they, they, they've done a nice job this year. Yeah, they really – that play, it was perfect because they got the block down, they got the kick out, and the guy came around him. It was just – it was so – and nobody touched him. No. I mean, it was nope. just – it was just a great, well-blocked play. Um, I, I, why, why is he in the game, though, just out of curiosity? I don't – just to spell those guys? I mean, it was a nice Who? run. Hasty. Hasty. I mean, I think because he's got real speed and his breakaway speed. You know, him and ETN can take it to the house. I mean, James Robinson is not a breakaway runner. No, he's, he's a, a great. He's a great between the tackles, and Hasty gives you a, another dimension um, with the explosiveness of, that he has. And so I like the change of pace that they bring. Look at this, though. It's just so well blocked. I mean, when you watch it on the tape from the end zone camera, it, they just it's just perfectly blocked. Everybody did he their job exactly the way it was supposed to be done. He wouldn't have been down in flag football. No. He was never touched. No, it was it was well blocked. Um, one thing I noticed on the tape, and you you probably know this better than me, the backside guys don't always hold their their get to their guys and hold their backside blocks long enough. Otherwise, there might even be more long runs. 
You notice that too? Yeah, last couple of weeks, I do. three weeks. I, I think we can do a better job of finishing blocks on the backside. I think it's a mentality. Sometimes when you're away from it, you can't think that, okay, let me just cut my guy off and stop. I mean, you have to have that mentality to finish, whether you're backside or frontside. And I think a couple times, if you're really being critical and you want to, you know, there's opportunities when that ball comes back to you, if you're staying on your man to spring for a big play, no doubt about it. The kid they signed from Green Bay had a nice start to his Jaguars career on his one. Yeah, that, what? <laughs> oh my God. Wow. Yeah, yeah so, so Brandon Sheriff went off with a helmet issue, apparently, and uh, Cole Van Lannan came in. Um, yeah. Yeah, that wasn't good. I mean, he just got whipped right right, right off the bat. He went backwards pretty quickly. Yeah, it wasn't good. I thought Cam Robinson struggled a little bit, too, in, in protection at times. If you go watch well, he got it. Beat, he, he got beat on the one inside for the sack. Yeah. That's, that's, the, only thing that, that's the only thing, thing that stood out to me uh, live, Pete. But, yeah, I didn't watch the tape, so you'd have a better sense than I on that. Hey, Pete. Yeah, I, I mean – the line play. I mean, you rushed for 260 yards. Your your line played well. Uh, you can't. And you're right. Two of the sacks were on the boots, and then he got beat on that one. And there was one inside. Oh, that one from. Uh, yeah, our, our, those are the two. Yeah. So you know, most they played well. They played well. Okay, let's talk about you. We both agree. Doug Peterson is an outstanding play caller. He's got a great plan. I didn't like the third and one call. I didn't like. And, and okay, he's wide open. I get it. But if you're going to go for it on fourth, can't. Can't you run the ball on third down? You've been pounding the daylights out of them. And if they ran to the left side, we showed it before, there's nobody over there. Run to the left. A minute 19 left in the third quarter. Now, he's got to hit this. Don't get me wrong. He's got to hit this. Yeah, here's my uh, – Pete, I would have run it twice. Yes. Me too. However, it's hard for me to be critical on third and one when he has a guy that wide open. True. Yeah, hit the, hit true. I mean, hit the throw. I mean, Pete, I mean, if it's a if it's a average throw, it's an easy first down. I get it. I, I mean, it, I get it. By the way, if it's a great th- uh, if it's a great throw, Kirk makes that guy miss. He might go score. Yeah, it's just it's a, it's a, yeah right. He puts his foot in the ground and turns up field and he goes. Yeah, it's it's a bad throw by Trevor. I get it, but I, I think the way throw. in any game if you're not running the ball, I get that. But the way they were beating the daylights out of him up front, I think I run it twice to get my first down and go from there. And I wouldn't have run this damn play. That's for sure. No, I I did not like the option. Now. Sheriff gets pushed back, so he forces Trevor to have to go wider. If Sheriff gets movement, he can get downhill. It might be different. I did not love the play. No, but I didn't like this, it. I didn't, but that I, third down. That play, that right, third, you gotta, he's got to hit this. Pete, I can't be critical of that play call. The guy's wide open. It's an easy throw. Let's, like, here's the option play there. See, Sheriff gets dominated down the line. Yeah. yeah. And, that, and that's what happened. I mean, so I still don't like it. Regardless, I'm with you, Pete, there. Um, but it should have never come to fourth down. It never should have come to fourth down. Make it an easy throw. That's an easy throw. What, that wasn't, was it really fourth and one, or was it about a – like, could they have sneaked it right there and got the – like they did the no, next it, time? No, it, it was fourth and a full yard. It was, okay. All right, but sneak it twice and you get it. Yes, you do. The way you push these guys nowadays, <laughs> you can't stop that. You cannot stop a quarterback sneak now. It's impossible. It's hard. It's really hard. So I I would have called the run on third down, Pete. However, I'm not critical of the third down call. It was executed. It was wide open. Yeah, players got to make plays. That's right. 
If you're looking for the MVP of the truck game, then look no further than Ford F-150. Loaded with impressive capability and designed to dominate work, play, and everything in between, this truck makes tough look easy. Your local Ford dealer, proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Plenty ahead. We'll come back with a look around the AFC South. A couple of teams had buys yesterday. Well, the other two because the the two that played played each other. The Jaguars were one of those. Second hour coming up. We'll have your social media questions and a look around the NFL. It's Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by Jet Home Loans on the Jaguars Digital Network. Welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour. J.P. Shadrick, Pete Prisco, Tony Baselli, and a live look at the Miller Electric Center just outside TIAA Bankfield. If you're watching on Jaguars.com, Jaguars social media channels, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Construction continues. The initial frame of the indoor facility is getting close to being completed, and the building continues to grow, and it should be ready for business summer of next year. Of course, the Shipyard's property is on track. Uh, no real, uh, nothing really to see there yet, but uh, it's coming very soon. So a lot going on around the stadium, which is great news. And it uh, is great news. Great news. Liven that place. Liven that place up. Let's get some restaurants and stuff and things happening down there. And Pete, where is your um, residence going to be in the Four Seasons? Do you know like which floor you're on? Sean hasn't told me if he's going to give me the penthouse yet or if he's just going to, uh, you know, it's it's since, uh, you know, he look, Baselli's going to get me the penthouse. He said that. He's going to get me to hook me up with the penthouse. He knows so many people in Jacksonville. Well, I mean, yeah, Tony has connections now, so that might be over. Pete, let me just tell you something. Um, if the penthouse is available and I have access to it, I am not giving it to you. I'm keeping it for myself. You know, you know they're, they're probably going to have like a, judging by what's been going on in the last year, they're probably going to have a Tony Baselli suite in that hotel yeah. somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> for the right price, I, I'll lend my name. <laughs> oh, you would lend oh, really? your name for yeah. no price. It's already Look, in the new contract. How about, what about not the fact that they might honor him with the Tony Baselli's the Tony Baselli ballroom? If for the right price, I might let him use my name. It, it comes with an all-you-can-eat buffet. Oddly enough, <laughs> funny how that works. Did anybody go to St. Elmo's in in uh, Indy? I did twice. Twice last <laughs> yeah. night too. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, Saturday night was the was the big the big meal with the fellas. Uh, sponsored dinner, yep. Yeah, and uh, you had the big steak and the hot shrimp and everything else, right? Yeah, I'm not very healthy right now, Pete. We gotta we gotta make some lifestyle changes. He's here. on the hey, Pete. He's on the, by the last couple of road trips and the steak you've eaten. I mean, Pete, he's on the banquet circuit. That's what happens when you get oh, in the Hall of Fame, gosh. man. You gotta eat. It's, it's not good. It's not. Well, you could get a chicken dish, but you're not going to do that at St. Elmo's. <laughs> no, no. This is, that. It doesn't sound right. I think that's like could be a, some sort of sin if you did that. I always just go when I go to St. Elmo's because I'm not a big steak eater. I always go just get shrimp cocktail and eat a bunch of them. All that cocktail. You don't like you don't like steak. I do. I just don't like eating it that much. I mean, I'll eat it once in a while. It just doesn't agree with me. The uh, AFC South, let's take a look at the standings. A little too much information. <laughs> it's I mean, in your stomach for an hour and a half. What are you doing? Or days. I, or three I, days. 
Maselli's got steak from Saturday night still in there. <laughs> Let's get to oh, the. There's no, there's no doubt. It's not good. Let's God. move on. We're I moving hope you're on. Move by yourself when that happens. That's the AFC South. Tennessee at three and two leads the way. Indy three two and one. Jacksonville two and four. Ugh. Houston one three and one. The Titans and the Texans were off. They had a bye this weekend. And uh, there you have it. So no change in the division standings, though the Jaguars could have jumped ahead into second place with a win. They did not, in fact, get that done. So, By the way, the big news in the AFC South today is former Jaguars executive Jack Easterby got fired by the Texans. Nobody remember. No, nobody knew him in that building. No, but did you see uh, John McClain's? comments on twitter yeah awesome. John, he was like a long time writer for the chronicle and uh yeah so what was he saying tony oh he, just, he was basically celebrating he said it was the best sports move like the last hundred years so i don't want to miss basically he was very from his tweets he seemed very happy that the move was made and i think a lot of people in that organization were happy but the the joke about the jaguar remember his resume had that he was an executive with the jaguars at one point i think he was like a coffee boy somewhere I, I never knew the guy. I never knew the guy. I know. I mean, yeah. no. And uh, we had folks who've been and, around here for a while that never didn't remember and, him being here. Either. And here's a here's a weird addendum to the whole thing. Ready? I think Brady Quinn has mentioned this to me before. I think Jack Easterby married Brady Quinn. <laughs> what? I think he married him. What? <laughs> he was a chaplain. Or so, he was a team chaplain for the oh, Chiefs or something. I think he, he officiated, officiated the wedding. wedding. Okay, that's different than what you just said. Yeah. Well, he, well, I mean, you know what I mean. He officiated his wedding, but I mean, it just that guy's story. He was a life coach, a chaplain, a you know, this coach, or that coach. Give me a break. Well, he's he's not in the NFL any longer. No, and his team is last in our power rankings. So who's first in the power rankings? Yeah. What do you like? Titans. Titans, Colts, Colts, Jacksonville, Texans. Just like the standings. I, I could I could argue though that the Jaguars are ahead of the Colts like in power rankings because they they beat them twenty four nothing at home and barely lost to them on the road. Yeah, okay. Just compare the two records. Well, they have the better record. That's why I, 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 I'm saying if you were just. But sometimes the power rankings. Teams with worse worse records. Are yeah, you ahead. know, you're you're probably if you really looked at it, the better team. Lost that game yesterday. That's my point. But it's hard to put them ahead of them. That's fair. I, I, if I, they I play ten times, how many times would Jacksonville win? On seven. A neutral, yeah, on a neutral field, eight, seven or eight. Yeah, they're the better. Te- they're a better team. But like you said, you got to learn how to win. They got veteran players on that team that know how to. They've won games before. They never won anything in a postseason, but they won games with Fred, Matt Ryan has. Yep. So. It's uh, it's it. I mean, Pete, you and I talked at the beginning of the season. You had them winning six to eight. I had them winning seven to nine. We both felt like this was a year where Doug Peterson fixed the culture, got things right, got Trevor going, and then next year with a good draft, good free agency, like you're ready to you're ready to contend to win the division and be make you know do something in the playoffs. I like so I I'm only bringing that up. Um, I think all of us got a little overly excited after the two wins. Well, uh, some of us more than others, including yourself. I, I'm not 
you were you you moved you moved you your there. needle too. Yeah, you were, yeah I moved you were them guilty. up in the power rankings. I did. Yep. And so I think everyone got a little excited. If I go back to where I was sitting at the beginning of the year, I think they're right on track. I would say they're right on track. Two things though that I thought would happen haven't happened. One I, I, pass it's rush. A pass rush. Yep. Two Trevor hitting shots down the field at a consistent basis. It hasn't happened. I thought I thought he would be better at that, and and you like you said yesterday. I didn't even try. What, do you, what was he? Twenty one to twenty three. Twenty of com- twenty of twenty two. Yeah, I mean, but and he threw for one hundred sixty five yards. That's that shouldn't it. happen. That's it. When you're running the ball that well, you should open up shots down the field. They didn't take any. No, I mean the the longest pass was the. Uh, the deep outer corner, uh, it was really deep Jay out Jones. to uh, Jay Jones, 18 yeah. yards. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Because the other ones that were long passes was short right to ETN. He turns it up for 22, short left to Jones, Tim Jones, for uh, 20 yards. But that was a short pass. Um, yeah. And then you're right, Tony, 18 yards, Zay Jones. But those are the two things that I thought, whether they won six eight games, nine games, or whatever, two things I thought would happen this year would be Trevor throwing, like, down the field, hitting shots down the field, and starting to look more like Justin Herbert, which he hasn't, and the pass rush, which you figure they get, you know, you figure they get another guy opposite Josh Allen that's going to open the whole thing up for both of them, and it hasn't happened. you got to win one-on-one, Pete. They're not winning one-on-one. I know. He gets bad tackles. That's concerning. All right, real quick before break. uh, Giants this week, yes or no? Win or loss? I haven't watched the tape. I think they win the the game, but I can tell you this right now. That isn't going to be easy. And that defense, Wink Martindale will throw everything at them. He's, I mean, he's creative. You know that. You've seen him in Baltimore. He's the same way. Mr. By the way, there is a pass rusher starting to flash some edge moves and some explosive ability a little bit that plays for the New York Giants. Mr. Thibodeau. Who's that? Kayvon oh, really? Thibodeau. Had a yeah. sack first sack yesterday, sack fumble, yeah. forced the game-winning you know, ball out. Uh, he's starting to show up. And you remember, he missed the first three or four ga- three games of the year because he was hurt. Hmm. There you go. That's next week. That's next week. We've, uh, we're going to get Tony to watch the tape, and then we'll uh, get his thoughts on it. Hey, we're coming back. Second hour of Jaguars Happy Hour right around the corner. We'll get to your social media questions. We'll keep it real and go around the National Football League as well. One hour down, one hour to go. It's Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Jet Home Loans on the Jaguars Digital Network. I'm still confident in this group. Um coaches players you know listen it's when you put the tape on it's it's about us it's about what we do and, and sometimes it's about what we don't do and you know we've got a we've got a group of guys that, that, that want to get it fixed and and um you know that's the encouraging part and we just take them one week at a time and and um you know you know some people want them sooner than, than later and uh there's some patience involved but um Everybody needs to know the importance of every play, every you know, every snap, every series, practice, game, the whole thing. That's just just the nature of what we do. 
That's Doug Peterson today, the day after a Jaguars loss in Indianapolis. Welcome back. It's the second hour of Jaguars Happy Hour. J.P. Shadrick, Pete Prisco, and Tony Vaselli coming up in just a moment. The Jaguars dropping their third straight with a 34-27 loss to the Colts, falling to 2-4 and four on the season, 1-2 and two in the division. The Jags built a 14-3 lead early in the second quarter, but the Colts kept chipping, chipping away all game. The Jags' offense ran for 243 yards, the sixth-best rushing day in Jaguars history. Trevor Lawrence was efficient, 20 of 22 passing, a touchdown through the air and two more on the ground, and he led an 18-play, 10-minute touchdown drive in the fourth quarter. And that gave the Jags the lead with 244 to play, but the Jags' defense throughout the day, struggled to slow down the short passing from Matt Ryan, and the 15th-year quarterback set a career high with 43 completions on 58 attempts, and he had the 10th-best yardage day in his career, 389 through the air. But the longest throw of the day from Ryan came on a 3rd and 13 from the Jags' 32-yard line in the final seconds. It ended with a touchdown to Alec Pierce to give the Colts the lead. 17 seconds to play. The Colts took the lead for good. It was the third lead change of the fourth quarter. Up next, the Jaguars will try to get back on track at home, back at the bank this Sunday to face the red-hot New York Giants at 5-1, and one, led by Saquon Barkley. I think that about covers it. Pete, Tony, here we are. Week 7 coming up. Can you believe it? The season's going so fast. It's a third of the way over. You believe that? About that. Well, football season always go, always goes fast. I, I always tell my wife, um, as soon as training camp starts, I'm like, all right, get ready for Christmas. Like, right. It's here. <laughs> right. right. I used to always say, I used to always say, thank God, actual life doesn't go as fast as a football season. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. But Pete, this is the problem with our what we do. It is like half the year's over before I know it. I know. I know. And you start thinking, well, it's going to be Happy New Year. <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, it's like, here we go. It's 2023. Like, what? What happened? I thought we just got done with 2022. <laughs> it's amazing how fast it goes. It really is. But Well, it's, you know, because it's week to week and you just, like, you get in that routine. And next thing you know, it's like, okay. You know, for me, it's, okay, get ready. A lot of Thursdays, get ready for Thursday night. Get home. Sunday. Monday show. <laughs> okay, start all over again. Here do, we you go. Have, do you have Thursday? This week? Not this Thursday. Nope. Thankfully. Where are they? Arizona. Yeah, it's Arizona. Yeah, I don't know. Jaguars offense, the bright spot yesterday. Trevor efficient. They ran the ball. They ran the daylights out of it most of the day. 243 yards. That's a good step, at least for that group. But, you know, it's it's a full team game. The defense didn't hold up their end of the bargain yesterday and uh, couldn't hold that lead with 243 to go. What was Doug talking about when he said that before? Just before was he's talking about guys aren't playing every play? Is that what he was hinting at? No, he, I think he what he is saying is guys have to understand, and I think this goes to the point of learning how to win, Pete. Like every play matters, like every rep matters, like like you, like you can't take a you can't take a breath, and. I mean, I remember as a young player, I remember Tom used to say, he's like, hey, this game, can be, most games are decided by five, six, seven plays. And you always think about it, it's like, what are you talking about? And what that means is at some point, somebody's got to make the big play to change the game or to, to end the game or to, you know, whatever. And, I mean, you go back, sometimes, and, and I agree with Doug, it's sometimes just what we do to ourselves. I go back to what we said earlier in the last hour. 
three or four of those scoring drives by the Colts, the Jaguars were off the field in a big penalty on third and long. You know, kept the drive going. And Did so you, if think, you just take yeah, just take no, away I agree with one, you. you gotta, take, take away one or two of those, the game's right. different. The focus. Did you think the last one was an interference on Griffin? Uh, the last one. I'm trying the to one down which, the, I think it was the one on the down by the put him down to the, like the five or whatever. Wasn't that the second one? Yeah. Um, I thought it was close. I thought it, yeah, it kind of was way. stumbling a little bit, and he fell into him, and it was yeah. yeah. I thought it could go either way. Right. Hmm. That gave a first a goal, right? Down in the on the in the red. Yes. Yeah. It did. Yeah. Yeah, it was not a good day for Shaq Griffin. And no. we're, I'm getting a lot of a feeling from people that they want to see a change there. Just listening to stuff like, today on the air and Oh, you're talking about people outside the building. You're, okay. Yeah. Let's clarify. Yeah. Yes. I mean are they upgrading if they play Trey Hernan? Um Trey played well scrappy. when he played. He played and well when he scrappy. played that game. And he is tough. He just can't. I mean, he's not the fastest dude out there, but he's a tough, physical guy. So, I mean, I don't think you bench Shaq yet, but I think he's on a short leash. Where does I mean? I give Shaq credit because he came out and he said I played like crap. I mean, basically he came out and said it. But where would that be in terms of upsetting the locker room? Do guys look to Shaq Griffin or not? That's a that's a good question. I'm unclear who the leader – I think Josh Allen's the leader of that defense. And I think Rayshon Jenkins is, is kind of on the back half the guy. That's okay. my sense of it. But, JP, maybe you have a better read. You're in the locker room a lot more than I am. Well, I can say that um, Shaq and Rayshon sit right across from each other in the locker room, and the the rest of the young defensive backs are kind of nearby in that little corner right there in one side. Uh, Josh and the defensive lineman are on the other end of the, the locker room altogether. So, I mean, we're in there for 45 minutes. It's not like we're going to get a, a true read on how they're uh, interacting. But, but Tony, Tony knows what – you know what I'm saying is like there are guys that – for example, and I'm going to use – go back in debt. No, Andre Risen was no leader whatsoever, zero. But remember, there was a group that followed him around in that locker room who thought he was like king. And when he got cut, that was a big issue that day. It didn't. It didn't impact the team at some point, but it. But it was, you know, because he wasn't really a leader. But if the guy's a true leader and he gets cut, and not cut but benched, then you could see some kind of friction in there as well. So. Well, it depends how the guy handles it. He, you know, if let's just say in this case, if they ended up going with Trey Herndon and Shaq becomes the problem. Which I don't think, I mean, but if he's a rural leader, he goes, I mean, it, a lot of it depends how he handles it, too. Hey, if I'm not starting, I'm departing. <laughs> Robbie, An- did you see Robbie Anderson yesterday? <laughs> if I'm not starting, I'm departing. And he that, departed, all right. They traded him to Arizona today. That so. didn't take long. That didn't take long. No. Mm-mm. But but I, I mean, like, I get it. I, but I'm just saying, if he's is, and I don't know that either. But if he was a leader in that locker room, and he's benched, or you would know this better than me, Tony. Guys really know that maybe he should be benched, and they just okay, let's move on. We'll get another guy in there. I think at the end of the day, guys want to win. I, I mean, that's what I think. And I'm not saying they should bench him. 
I mean, I don't know how Trey Hearn has been playing or not, but the bottom line is, is they are, um, it was a tough day yesterday and giving up 34 points to that team is just without their two best backs. You give them 34. I mean, like back in the day, you had a center who thought he was a leader on your team and he eventually got benched and he got benched for a better player. Everybody knew it. And we just we saw, got played, Pete. And we saw your player. We saw that player at your uh, Hall of Fame ceremony. He looks like he can play defensive back now, Michael Cheever. Yeah, he's a little dude now, isn't he? <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> that kid was, by the way, let me just say for Jaguars history historians out there, Michael Cheever would have been one hell of a center in his career. He had the bad back, couldn't stay yeah. healthy. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying perceived leaders and real leaders are different. You know, the guys who perceive themselves because I think if 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 Shaq's a real leader and he gets benched initially, that could be a problem. But if he's you know, if he's not, then I don't think it's an issue. But I I don't think it's a problem. I mean, at the end of the day, you got to your play has to merit your I mean, your performance has to merit your playing time. I agree. Hmm. Would you bench him? Pete, that's a tough one to say because I'm not in practice watching Trey Herndon. And right. and so – But you saw the game my, against, the Char- against the Chargers. Trey Herndon played pretty good. Yeah, here's my, here's my sense of it. I'm going to go play the best guy regardless of what their salary is. I'm with so you. If Trey Herndon, if Trey Herndon is going to give you more solid play out there because right now Shaq's struggling a little bit, then I go with Trey. And it's not – I mean – and Shaq knows this. He's been around. JP's got with... the pen. pen oh, no, going I was going to so ask. I mean, can can paper. Shaq can Shaq fix it though? Can he turn it around? He doesn't sure. run. Shaq, well, you you talk about Herndon doesn't run. Shaq doesn't run either. Hey, here's the other one. How about this possibility? Darius Williams played outside is in most of his years at, with the um, Rams. Play him outside because I don't think he's put, playing great as a nickel, and make put Herndon back inside as the nickel. And Herndon can play nickel because he's he's pretty good inside. He's physical. That's and maybe maybe that's you do what that. I would, do. I would consider that. I mean, before I'd put Trey Herndon outside and Darius Williams right. keep him because I think it'd make you stronger at both spots. Darius Williams was pretty good when he played outside. I don't think he's a great nickel corner where Herndon would be better inside. So maybe you upgrade yourself in two spots. Well, they got to upgrade their entire coverage package after last week because, like you said, they struggled at linebacker in coverage. They struggled outside in coverage. They struggled a lot of places yesterday. The depth of the linebackers. I mean, every time they dropped deep, they just threw it right underneath them every single time. It was like an easy pitch and catch. It was easy. And, with no, and then with no pass rush, it's really easy. Right. Right. Hey, and that leads us to uh, when we come back, we're going to keep it real and discuss that pass rush or lack thereof. For the Jaguars' defense. Pete says lack thereof. <laughs> That's what it is. Uh, back in a moment. And, of course, your uh, social media questions coming up shortly. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Those are the games. We feel like we could have won every game that we've been in this year. and um, that's, the, that's the NFL, though. So there's a lot of teams that can say that. And at the end of the day, it just matters if you, if you win or lose. So <clears throat> just continuing to find ways to go and finish and to win these games. And, um, yeah, it's, it's obviously there's going to be a lot to learn from today. Um, there were some, some interesting situations that I think everywhere, players, like we can handle better, just 
you know, there were some, some tough situations. And, you know, at, at the end of the day, I think we did take a big step offensively. That was a 20-play drive at the end. Um, just the confidence that was in that huddle, I mean, it was, it was cool to see. And um, just wouldn't want to be beside anybody else in there. So I'm just proud of those guys. And, and then defensively, too, we made some, made some big plays. And it's, it's really it's just on all of us to find ways to, to execute better. That's the quarterback, of course, Trevor Lawrence, and welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour, and Jaguars Game Day Radio is brought to you by Star Credit Union. Do good, bank better. J.P. Shadrick with Pete Prisco and Tony Buscelli, and it's time now for Keeping It Real, presented by Woodbridge by Robert Mondavi. Open up a winner today. Real Ingredients, award-winning wine by Robert Mondavi. The Jaguars' defense had six quarterback hits on Matt Ryan yesterday, but zero sacks on the 15-year veteran. Tied uh, going into the game, the Colts were tied for the most sacks given up in the NFL. Uh, Pete, last week you said if they didn't get pressure on him, it was a red flag. Well, is it an issue for this team, or was it just schemed well by the Colts yesterday? No, it's an issue for this. It's an issue for this team. They they, they have to be better rushing the passer. Have to be. And I'm not just talking about pressures because you hear that they're that they're doing well in terms of number of pressures. You got to get the guy on the ground. You got to hit him. You have to influence him. Now, don't get me wrong. Matt Ryan and the Colts did a great job getting the ball out, but there were a lot of crossers that took a long time to get open, and they still didn't get any pressure on them. So it's an issue. Again, I go back to Tony's been preaching it all season long. Trayvon Walker needs to use his hands, needs to develop some pass rush moves, needs to be able to do other things than just lunge and power into a guy. And Josh Allen, who had been off to a pretty good start, has cooled a little bit. He needs to get back to playing where he was playing early in the season as well. I mean, they have to be better rushing the passer, no doubt about it. Yeah, I mean, I think you're right. I think – we didn't see the push inside like we did the first game either. You know, that first game, now they had no Fadakasi. That hurts them because he's a good pass rusher as far as pushing bull, get, you know, getting inter- internal pressure. Uh, you know, Rory Robertson Harris kicked the crap out of Quentin uh, Nelson the first game. Yep. You know, that wasn't as, quite as evident. You know, the guy I'm surprised about because he was so good in the preseason. Remember Arden Key rushing that three technique was really dynamic, and he hasn't been getting much going, um, which I'm a little bit surprised by because I thought he'd have a bigger impact. Trayvon Walker doesn't surprise me. I thought it was going to be a long – I thought it would be a slow progress for him to learn the pass the rush the passer. I'm surprised – I was surprised that now, again, not watching the tape that Josh Allen did not have a better game the last week. It wasn't, um, it wasn't awful. So, no, he's a, good, no he's, a, he's a good football player, but he's not making those big impactful yeah, like plays that's in a rushing game, situations. Right. That's a game where you go into the game, if you're Josh Allen, and you're playing mostly against Dennis Kelly, right? And and you should you should go in and say, and I'm going to get me a couple in this game. I'm going to get a couple yeah, sacks. Yeah, you're like, I'm going to get a couple sacks, and I'm going to hit the quarterback about 10 times. I'm just gonna, right. I'm going to take, take over the game. It, it didn't and, happen. And he didn't, he, hasn't, he didn't do that. And he has the capability – so, you know, it's one of those things. Josh is playing good football, but we need him to be a great dominant player. And he's and, not at that level right now. And Trayvon Walker's playing good football in fundamentally and playing the run and playing tough and hitting people and stuff. They dropped in the coverage a couple times again yesterday. I mean, that, that those are always interesting. But he, he needs – you've said it time and again. He just rushes right into the center of the chest of the tackle. 
I mean, I watched it. Yet I watched the tape, and I'm just now. I it's in the back of my mind. Could you say it all the time? Every single rush is smack dab into the center chest of the tackle. But Pete, we knew that coming out of college, he was not a great pass rusher. Okay, after six and a half weeks, six I, no, weeks. no, I agree with you. He, I, w- I was ho- I was hoping we'd have better progress at this point, but I was See, never counting on him no. being a dominant pass rusher. Okay, when I when I evaluated the pass rushers coming out, I thought Thibodeau was the best pass rusher of all of them. Pure pass rusher. Now you get to see him. Now the book on Thibodeau was questions about whether he loved it or was he, you know, fully in in football and everything else. It seems like he is now, but you'll get a first chance, first hand look at, at Thibodeau against Trayvon Walker on Sunday. But you have to impact the quarterback. And Pete said it earlier. You don't have to get them on the ground every time, but you have to get guys moving their feet, moving out of the pocket, trying to make plays on the run. And too often, Matt Ryan was way too comfortable in that pocket. I mean, he was just hanging out. No picks. There was nothing that was even close to a pick, was there? No. Uh, Well, one hit hit Shaq Griffin in the hands over the middle, remember that? Oh, that's right. Yeah, He should have picked that, too. Yep. That was the one where there was about eight guys in the middle, and he panicked and threw it into the middle. That's right. When was that? Was that in the fourth I, quarter? I can't yes. remember. Yeah. Yes, it was. But that wasn't on the last drive, was it? No. No, it was in the th- – they're going the other way. It was in the third quarter. Hmm. Third quarter, middle of the field, receiver in the middle. There's about three Jaguar players about. I remember I think it was in the third quarter. I can't remember when it was. Yeah. Hey – what are the sack numbers, JP? Give me the give me the sack leaders on the team right now and their totals. Yeah, I can do that. Stand by just a moment. Let me get to it. Um, there's not going jo- to be Josh Allen has three. Stand by. Hang on. I'm getting yeah, there. Yeah, and we're on the fly. That's not here. good enough. All right, the uh, Jaguars sack leaders. We're going to go from the top, and Josh Allen has three to lead the way. Okay, multiply that out over the course of the season. You're getting eight, seven, eight. Yeah. Adam Adam Gotsis and Dewan Smoot have a sack and a half. And then Oluokun, Walker, Roy Robertson Harris, and Arden Key each have one. That's it. You're uh, I'm sorry, but your first overall pick should have more than one in six games. He should fall into two. He's got more roughing the passer penalties than he does sacks. Well, and, one and of them, one of them was him unnecessary as... roughness, to be honest. Okay, so one oh, was unnecessary roughness, okay. one's roughing. Okay, same thing. But I'm not, I'm not pounding it because I think the kid's a good football player. But right, I the, what we're saying is, where's the? I mean, the the glaring issue. There's two glaring issues right now on defense: lack of a pass rush, especially with just four, and Shaq Griffin, and, and Shaq Griffin at the corner. Those yeah. are issues. Did uh, didn't Trayvon Walker have a little something to say before the game too? Wasn't there a little? Yeah, uh, that Matt Ryan was a sitting duck. Yeah, well, then that means he can't sack any quarterback because he didn't hit the sitting duck either. <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna talk the talk, you better walk the walk, son. That's a lesson you're gonna learn in this league quickly. And I want to be clear about Shaq Griffin. I mean, he took it all on himself yesterday. He did. I mean, he. He was, I mean, he's a stand-up dude. I really he's like him. He's a pro's him. pro. He's a pro's pro. But doesn't mean he necessarily should be in the starting lineup, though. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I mean, still think he's a, I still think he'd be a good player. 
Let's give, okay, give them, give them, but, this is a kind of game, the Giants game, you'll get them back into the flow. They don't really drive the ball down the field. You get him back into the flow, he's fine. Then you go play, who's after the Giants? What's on the schedule? Is there another? Broncos. The Broncos. They, they don't no throw option. the ball either. They don't throw the right. ball either. Then, so it's, then it's Las to, Vegas. That could be a problem. Then it's Kansas City. That could be a real that's problem. A problem. <laughs> oh, that's the game they're flexing, the prime yeah, the time. Prime time. <laughs> Alan, yeah. <laughs> Tony, no, uh, you still Tariko. think that game's getting flexed to Sunday night? <laughs> Pete, I'm just hoping. I'm just hoping we're like four and five or five and four by then. So you got your wait, wait. If they're five and four, you got us. You got them sweeping the sweeping it out the rest of the way. You no, Giants. No, no. I, I said I hope. Okay, so let's play it out. Giants this week. I think they'll win that game. I do. Uh, then who's after that? Then the Broncos yeah. in London. In London, they'll win that game, and then then home, it's uh, home against the Raiders. Home Raiders. Yeah, that's good. It's an early they, body clock game for the Raiders, though. It's a one o'clock Eastern. You know what, though, you can't sit here with this team and guarantee anything anymore. Nope, cannot. Let me tell you what, I'm putting away the locks for a while. The <laughs> locks are are not, are not coming out for a while, Pete. What was, did you lock Sunday's game? No. No, neither one of us did. I thought they'd win, though. I'll be honest with you. I thought they would win that game. I had a bad feeling. You did? When I it was, was 21-13, did you have a bad feeling? No, I, I was hoping they'd win. Like Someone asked me right before the game, what do you think? I said, I think we'll win, but I'm not overly confident. But at one point in that game, it looked like they were going to run away with it, too. Yeah. Oh, 14-3. I'm like, let's oh, rock yeah. and roll. Let's get right. this thing going. They got another one there. It could have been, uh, you never know. Uh, there you have it. That's Keeping It Real, presented by Woodbridge by Robert Mondavi. Open up a winner today. Real Ingredients Award-winning wine by Robert Mondavi. Still waiting on that case, by the way. Yeah, it hadn't showed up yet. Tony? Unless nope. No one I haven't got mine. You know, Baselli, they mailed him all to his place, and he kept yeah. them. <laughs> he gets a gold jacket. He gets all the wine, too. Great. He gets uh, you'll never know. You'll never I saw, know. I once saw a bottle of wine with Pacelli's name on it. I did, too. I saw it in about <laughs> August. Yeah. <laughs> he, has not, he can't even say anything. Yeah. He just nods. Well, some are saying there's a – yeah, never mind. I'll stop. <laughs> <laughs> Let's come back in a moment. The uh, Fanatics fan questions. Plenty of those coming in today on Twitter after Jaguars loss in week six to the Indianapolis Colts. It's Jaguars happy hour on the Jaguars digital network. You know, in that situation, they were already in field goal range, you know, for that kicker. And, you know, it's just um, an opportunity there for them to, you know, whether they obviously complete it for the score or they get the DPI, you know, whatever it might be, it's a the risk-reward there kind of favors offense, you know, in, in situations like that because, um, you know, that with the time and on fourth down, they have the opportunity to kick the field goal. So um, kind of expect it in those situations and, um, you know, just credit them. They made the play. That's Doug Peterson after the game on the final touchdown for the Colts. 17 seconds to play. They took the lead for good. Welcome back. Jaguars happy hour. J.P. Shadrick, Pete Prisco, Tony Baselli. 
And time now for the Fanatics fan questions. Jaguars fans are gearing up and saving big at Fanatics.com. Shop today and rep your Jags gear on game day and every day. Fanatics.com officially licensed everything. We put out the cat signal. Thanks for the retweet, Tony, on Twitter today. And here's the best we've come up with. Number one from Bigga Figga 904. Congrats, Tony, on the Hall of Fame. You're the GOAT. Fred Taylor is next. JP, you're the best host on earth. And Prisco, stay spicy, my friend. Do you all think we should switch Griffin with someone else? Maybe shake up the depth chart. Hashtag Duval. All the niceties will get you on the air. That is the nicest fan question we've ever gotten. Usually, they're nice to one of us, or maybe two of us, and rip the third. But this individual is actually nice to all three. So hats off to Bigga Figga. Yeah. 904. Nice. Thanks. Spicy. I like spicy. (laughs) It's accurate, too. Yeah. What it is. Well, I mean, the part about you being the best host of all time, he's a little misguided. Oh, my gosh. Wow, Pete. Okay. I'm kidding. Unbelievable. I'm kidding. I don't want, I don't want your dad to hate me anymore than yeah, he does. I'm it's sorry. impossible. Like, you're, you're on his list. Um, <laughs> well, we already uh, talked about We already talked about this. Yeah. yeah. Darius Williams outside. Trey Herndon inside is a possibility. But I think you play Shaq this week, and let's see what goes from there. I, that's what I would do. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Pete. I think if, if Shaq has a similar performance again or is struggling, then I think you make the change. All right, next question. At Fast Jack's Trivia, how do you think Coach Peterson will keep this team focused through adversity? Hmm. The man had his starting quarterback go down during a season. He won the Super Bowl. I think he's okay handling adversity. I think, I mean, Doug is pretty even keel. Yeah, and he's a guy that even when they won those two, he I know I mean talking to guys in the locker room was like, all right, great, we won, enjoy it, but move on. And I think he understands that like, all right, we got to fix things, we got to make plays, we got to clean things up. A lot of it is self inflicted. Let's go find a way to win one game, and that's really it. I know Pete hates this, and this is not player coach talk, but when you are when you've lost the games the last three weeks the way you have. And you're a young team. I think literally the, the message is let's just go win one. Let's just go w- beat the Giants. Don't worry about anything else. I don't care about last week. I don't care about two weeks from now. Let's go find a way to beat the New York Giants. Let's act like it's the dang playoffs and just go win a game. Because I think they just need to get the taste out of their mouth and trying to get some positive you know, reinforcement, some validation of what they're trying to do. Yeah, you don't you don't need no any rah rah speech or anything like that. Just just he Doug's been around the block. He knows he he won a Super Bowl, like I said, with his quarterback went down. He knows hand, how to handle adversity. And if, if losing games, that's not adversity. That's just losing games. He'll figure it out. He'll be fine. Next question from at still a Jags fan, Pete. How many games do you think this team will win now? I know you'll be realistic. I'm sticking to my guns. What I say, six to eight. Yeah, I'm sticking to it. I don't think they'll win more than that. I'm seven. I, nine. I'm, I'm a, seven. A couple weeks ago, I would have said if you asked me that a couple weeks ago, I might have changed that, but I'm not changing it. I think six to eight is spot on. Yeah, I'm seven to nine. Where I'm at. What if they rip off three straight? Will you change your pick? That yeah, then then you're going to sit here and say, "Woo, I might be low." 
You know I will. I mean, we win three straight. It's going to go up. Well, they're not beaten. They're not going to win at Kansas City. They probably don't ever beat the Titans. So there's two losses. <laughs> See, you're already beat right there, Pete. You have the mentality. You're not going to go win. I mean, come on. You gotta. You gotta have some confidence going in to Kansas City. Like the man said, I'm spicy and real. I'm going to call it like I see it. <laughs> Next question from at Fit Jag Chick. When do we panic? No. We're so close. Not even close. No. This is this is a year one of the, of Doug Peterson getting this culture turned around and getting this team to start feeling better. There's a bunch of young players on this team. Panic. If you if you won three games all year, two games all year, then you might panic. They'll win more than that. Don't panic. Yeah, there's no. I mean, yeah, I think that's a, that's way premature. Way premature. Panic happened in 2021, and we saw how that played out. Oof. Well, I think we all panicked the day that he was hired. Yeah, but he did have a bullhorn on the practice field, so he had that going for him. <laughs> Next question, social media, fanatics, fan questions. At Zach Bierman, what did you see in Trevor's fourth quarter drive that gives you confidence he's growing as a QB? I mean, he was effective. Made good decisions. was accurate. That that out he threw to Zay Jones was tremendous. I mean, that, I mean not, not every quarterback can end up. Matt Ryan can't make that play. He cannot no. throw that play. No. Um. I'd like to see them do it more. I'd like to see them press the f- ball down the field more. Christian Kirk has been pretty quiet lately. What do you have? Two or three catches against the uh, Colts. He yeah, had the opening yeah, catch. Yeah, the touchdown. He had a touchdown catch. Yep. Yeah, so three catches I think he had. One was for negative yards though, because it was a screen. Yeah, I think it was like three for twenty or something like that. Yeah, it was nothing. It was actually it was five targets, four catches for twenty four. Yeah, that's, he's yeah. got it. They, they got to get him down the field some. They got to get the ball down the field. I'm with you, Tony. That's one. Look, that was a beautiful drive and all. But I want to see some 65-yard shots over the top for touchdowns too. You don't yeah. see that. What, what's the longest shot that he's had this year down the field? I don't know. I mean, it's hard for to a say. Touchdown, for a touchdown. I don't know. There haven't been many. 30, no. No, I'd like to see them try to push the ball down the field more too, Pete. But I think they're just trying to get the, him confident. He left a couple clean pockets again yesterday. Yeah. Which, now, the one play he left the clean pocket, there was no, I looked at it, there was nobody open. So, but sometimes you got to wait. Those guys do come open. I'd like him to use his feet more running as well. When he gets outside the pocket. Yeah. Rather than always try and make a throw down the field. Yeah. Yep. I mean, like the one play when he did run out of the pocket on that, when he scrambled down the left sideline, that was one of those plays where he just yeah. took off. He saw there was nobody there yep. and he just went. I loved it. Great play in that moment, for sure. Uh, final question from social media at uh, dub underscore talk. Number, there's two questions, apparently. Is nose tackle or number one wide receiver a big need in the offseason? And the number two, is there anybody on the trade market we can realistically go after during the trade deadline? That's, what, a couple weeks away, Pete, right? Uh, Number two, no, Um, because this is a team building to something. You don't give away assets to go get somebody that's going to help you in the the short term. So I would say no on that. Um, Now, if they they were five and and one, Pete? Definitely. 
What's that? If they were five and one, Pete, would that change your mentality on that? No, no, okay. because no. This is a bit, you're building something. You want to all you you want to have as many assets as you can to build, not go give away picks to go get a player who might be at the tail end of his career or might not be here in a couple of years. I'm not doing that if I'm them, and I don't okay. think they will either. As far as the number one wide receiver, yes, they need one. And, and, and that's not a slight on Kirk because they paid him a boatload of money. What it is is you draft one of those guys. That's where you find Jefferson, Chase, um, you know, the, the star. you got to find one of those guys because you don't have one of those guys. Yeah, I mean, nose tackle is not a priority. <laughs> I don't think it is either. Oh. Um, is number one a, a priority? I'm not going to go do that in free agency. I'll tell you how much right now. No. Um, and then, then after that, you got to see where you draft. I mean, I could argue, you know, is a depending now. This all depends where you draft. Is a big three technique who can rush the passer the priority? Is a uh, no, well, right now they draft number nine, I think. Oh, here huh? we go. Here we go. We're already <laughs> starting it. It's week six going what? on seven. And what? Pete, I had, oh, come on. Unbelievable. I thought we but could Pete, all you know what I mean? Through. It depends where you draft is what your priority is. Well, you also have, I mean, like if you went in the next, let's just play it out. We'll just for argument. Are they going to, they're going to draft. Will you draft an offensive lineman? I mean, they're going to have to make a decision on, Taylor had another pretty good game yesterday. I don't know if they can pay Taylor and Cam and Sheriff. You can't pay three guys on the offensive line over So Taylor's walking no matter what in your world. I think he's going to. I don't think you can pay him. How do you pay Cam Robinson 17 or 18, Sheriff almost 20, and then Right tackle, if you fran, I mean, he's he minimum. You're gonna have to pay him fifteen to seventeen. Yeah, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I don't think I think Cam's been okay. I don't think he's lived up to his contract at all. Yeah, but you, you can't get rid of him. No, I know you can't. So, yeah, so they can't. They might have to draft an offensive lineman if they have an early pick. They might, or unless you unless you have confidence Walker Little can do it, but I haven't seen that yet. No, heck no. But okay, what would be the priority position if you were drafting? You mentioned a three technique can rush the passer, but that you know those guys are. Hard. You're talking about Aaron, Aaron Donald and gang. <laughs> Good luck with that. Um, well, I mean, there's more. Than, I'm not saying. Yeah, I mean, all of us like to find Aaron Donald, but there's other good, good players. I mean, the kid at George is a good player. Jalen Carter, he got hurt, but he's a good player. Big physical guy can rush the passer. But Pete, you might need to go get a corner. You you probably you're right. You probably do. Yeah, because so, this organization drafted two corners in the first round, and neither one of them are here anymore. That's a problem. Well, I mean, like, like here's the thing that you're still doing. Well, you hope if you draft one, he's more like Jalen Ramsey than than the other guy. <laughs> I mean, you're still paying for the sins of bad drafts for ten years. That's right. That's exactly what the issue is right now. Well, there you have it. The uh, social media questions are in, and, you know, I I definitely would have gotten beat. I had the over on Thanksgiving tar- talking about draft, but Pete beat us. He got well, you the were, every time I mention, no, the, dra- every time I mention fairness, the draft, fairness, you start waving your hand at me and stuff, JP. No, You're but like, JP, in fairness to Pete, he did not bring up the draft. We had a fan questioning question asking us about priorities for next season but then he said oh by the way they would draft ninth right now like who cares what are you talking about 
That's a good point. That was a dumb comment. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's not a dumb comment. You'd be a so top 10 dumb. drafting team again. It's a dumb comment, Pete. I'm sorry. No, so, Tony, thank you. How many years in a row can you draft in the top 10? Let's not find not, out. Not yeah, I don't want to find <laughs> out either. Um, we'll come back in a moment. We'll go around the NFL. <sighs> it's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour coming down the home stretch on a Monday after a Jaguars loss in Indianapolis. The Jags are now 2-4. and four. J.P. Shadrick, Pete Prisco, Tony Baselli. Glad you're along with us. Thanks for all the social media interaction today on Twitter. Pete's getting hammered as we speak. For what? No, just it always kind of seems to be that way. They're, say, they're saying you picked the, the Jags over the Giants. After yesterday, and they're on you about that. I picked the J- Jags over the Giants. Does, did you not do that? You said they. I haven't they, made a pick yet. I oh. just yeah, said you, th- they, I, you said you think the Giant uh, Jags will beat the Giants. I do, but I haven't made the final pick yet. I think oh. they will. <laughs> I'm, I'm. I do my picks on Tuesday. Unless I lock it. Unless I lock it. I forgot. Are you locking the Giants game? No, I'm, not, I'm with you, I think, on that one. Let's go around the National Football League, get to some games. The Falcons over the Niners, 28-14. The Niners turned it over three times, a late Falcons touchdown before half, and then another in the third put it away. Patriots over the Browns, 38-15. Bill Belichick moving on up in the history books. The Patriots roll over Cleveland, 38-15, and another win. In the distinguished career, a career unlike any other head coaches for Bill Belichick. Win number 324 for Belichick. Combined playoffs regular season. He ties George S. Hallis, the patriarch of the franchise. The Patriots are going to host next Monday. That's Bob Sosi on the 98.5 Sports Hub Patriots Radio Network. They just keep on, uh, well, he's been at it for a long, long time. And uh, now he's starting to get some, some of the highest levels in coaching, Pete. He's going to take down the record before he retires. He's going to get Don Shula. I, by the way, I thought that would be a record that would never be broken. And uh, I, you don't see guys coaching in their 70s, but now you do. And, uh, you know, he's going to coach into his 70s. He said he would never do it, but he's going to do it. He's going to get the record. And by the way, at 3-3, three and three, that team's done a hell – he's done a hell of a job with that team. I mean, that that just – to see them go into Cleveland with Bailey Zappi as their quarterback and win at Cleveland, that tells you how good a coach he is. Yeah, it's – I mean, it is remarkable. And he's – what's remarkable to me is that his offensive coordinators are Joe Judge and Matt Patricia. <laughs> like, that's what's amazing to me, Pete. You know, one thing about the record, though, he's doing it in an era where you had more games – per season, and extra playoff games. So it's a little bit different. But still, you never thought you'd see it even be challenged. Right. And there he is knocking on the door. The Jets and the Packers at Lambeau. The Jets leading 17-10 early at the start of the fourth quarter, and then they broke it open. Zach Wilson takes the snap. Counter handoff. Up the middle goes Breesaw. He's at the 30. At the 25-20. Right side, 15-10-5. Touchdown! 
little counter inside handoff to Brees Hall, who finds some Jet fans in the crowd and does a Jet Slambo lead. The Jets answer right back with a touchdown to stretch the lead to two scores. I- yeah, Bob Wish using on the 98.7 ESPN Jets radio network. Brees Hall 116 on 20 carries, and the Jets won at 27 to 10. What's up with the Packers, by the way? Uh, you know, they beat the hell out of them. They, they physically mauled their offensive line. Uh, they pressured Rodgers. They hit him. They ran the ball on him. You know what that play was that they just described? That was the old cross buck. Remember that one, Tony, when you were in high school? They ran it again inside. They crossed him up. Boom. Ran him. Packers have issues. Give the Jets credit. Didn't the Jaguars interview Robert Sala two yeah. years ago? They interviewed him uh, when they when they hired, hired Urban. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> Robert, I thought Robert Saul would be a really good head coach. I did too. So I far did too. He's doing a good job. Yep. And Lafleur beat Lafleur. Lafleur, the offensive coordinator, beat Lafleur, the head coach. Vikings in Miami against the Dolphins, third quarter. Vikings up sixteen to ten, and then they pulled away in South Beach. Hand off, Dalvin. Miami native with some room left side. There he goes to the right. He gets to the thirty. Dalvin twenty. Minnesota Vikings to a 22-10 lead. 24-16, the final Vikings win. It's Paul Allen on the KFAN Minnesota Vikings radio network. Uh, No, it's not South Beach. It's Miami Gardens. You get the idea. Either way, Vikings are rolling. Paul Allen must have, like, bad throat. There's screaming in his voice. I mean, every time. (laughs) By the way, I like Paul, but. That his voice has to be tested every game. He's a horse racing uh, announcer too. You know that, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, Dolphins. Skylar Thompson starts, gets knocked out of the game with a hand injury. They have to go back to Teddy Bridgewater, who didn't start because he had a concussion last week. I mean, or concussion symptoms. I mean, crazy. And now two is going to be back, and they play Sunday night against the Steelers. They've lost three in a row. Vikings are five and one. Five and one. Yeah. They're one of the better teams in the league right now. Well, and they are clearly the best team in the NFC North. Correct. Right exactly. now they are. Not even close, certainly the way the Packers are playing. Bengals over the Saints, 30-26. to 26, And the Giants and the Ravens. The Ravens led this one 20-10 after an early fourth quarter pass by Lamar Jackson. And then the Giants rallied. Two touchdowns in the final seven minutes, and then they left it up to the defense to get it done. Jackson in a shotgun set. Call signals. Takes the snap. He's back to throw. Under pressure. Hit by Thibodeau. Ball comes loose, and the Giants scramble for it. It's still loose, and finally recovered by the Giants at the 12-yard line. Came on Thibodeau. Gets his first career sack in big fashion. That was the ending, and Bob Papa on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. The Giants coming in here next week, of course. Pete, and there's your there's your guy, Thibodeau, getting home. Look, he's got that explosive ability. He's going to be a big-time pass rusher. Give Brian Dable credit, man. That team is tough, physical, feisty, and they get after it. They're, you know, they run the ball with Barkley, and they play good defense, and they get after the quarterback. I mean, they're, they're not that good, I'll be honest with you. But they've earned their 5-1. and one. They've won those games, and they've been physical in every single one of them. It's going to be a tough game, but 
when you say if you're playing the Jaguars, you, a team that can throw it around is the one that's going to give more problems than a team that's going to run the ball. Uh, yes, unless you're the Philadelphia Eagles, then you're going to run the ball against pretty much everybody. But yeah, Pete, overall, I agree. But Saquon Barkley's back. I he mean, is back. It, he's back, healthy, and dynamic. That's He's a handful. Evan Ingram, a revenge game. Ah, yeah, I like that. Um, Steelers over the Bucks, twenty to eighteen. The Rams beat the Panthers, twenty four ten. Seahawks over the Cardinals, nineteen nine. And then the Bills and the Chiefs, a rematch of the playoff game. The Bills took the lead on a Josh Allen to Dawson Knox touchdown with one hundred four to play. And then Patrick Mahomes had the football in his hand, two timeouts, and a chance to get the Chiefs on top. Mahomes takes. Has a pocket, gets away to the right a little bit. He fires downfield, it is picked off, picked off of the 20-yard line, intercepted by the Bills, picked off by Darren Johnson. He goes down right there, and the Bills have the football. They are celebrating. They're running down to the end zone for the celebration. They pick off Patrick Mahomes. That's John Murphy on WGR Sports Radio 550 Buffalo, and Mahomes can't get it done. You mentioned the pressure kind of moved him off to the side in that play, Pete, a little earlier. What they did is that, you know, Von Miller had been going around the corner all game, and on that play, they rushed him. He took an inside thing, and they doubled him, but he got through. And then when Mahomes was flushed, Matt Milano was spying him right there, kind of forced him, and he never saw the he never saw the defensive back standing there. And it was just look the Bills for all the talk about their offense, the Bills have the number one ranked scoring defense in the league. Leslie Frazier is a damn good coach, and he doesn't get the due he deserves. They're the best team in the league. Josh Allen's the MVP right now, and to be honest with you. I thought the Bills played into their hands early in that game. They tried to establish the run. They ran it okay. But when you're running, if the Buffalo Bills are running the ball on me, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I just don't want that guy throwing it all over the place. Well, those are the two best teams in the AFC. Without a doubt. I think, I think it's – I don't think anyone's close to those two. No, the only team that I, that I think has a chance to get back into is Cincinnati. Because early in the season, they played four of their first six on the road, had some hiccups along the way, but they're starting to pick it up a little bit. What's their record now, Pete? Are they three and three? Three and three? They should have beat the Ravens two weeks ago. They should have won that game. But as it turns out, they're they're three and three, and they're starting. They're going to have their schedules favorable in the next couple of weeks. They'll get it going. But that's the only one. Who else in the Who else in the AFC can you make? Tennessee, Indy, no. The Chargers, no. They got so many injuries that. Uh, no, there's nobody. I think that the two teams, it's clear it's Buffalo and Kansas City. Yep. And then last night, the Eagles and the Cowboys. Eagles built an early lead. Jalen Hurts continuing his strong play early in this season. Hurts takes the snap. He's going to fake. Looks, throws short right side. That's caught across the 10, down to the 5. Brown into the end zone. Touchdown, Eagles. A.J. Brown across the formation, and Jalen Hurts hits him in stride for six more. 10.40 to go in the second quarter. Eagles lead it 13-0 with the extra point coming up. And the extra point was good. The Eagles win it 26-17. It's Ryan Radke on Westwood 1. The Eagles are undefeated still. They're hard to defend. That's a hard group to defend, particularly when you don't have time to prepare for them in the middle of the season. They're, they're tough to prepare for. Here's one thing, though, about the Eagles. They've scored a total of 22 points in the second half. That's going to catch up with you eventually. They're not, they're not good at adjusting after halftime. That'll catch up to you. Yeah, I agree. 
but they're the only undefeated team. Best team. They're the best team in the league right now, but they've earned the right to say they are, but Buffalo is better than them. I, I, yeah, neutral field, I'm taking Buffalo over Philly. Me too. Monday Night Football. It's a battle in the AFC West. Nate Hackett, Russell Wilson, and the two and three third place Denver Broncos head to SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles for a matchup against Justin Herbert and the three and two second place Los Angeles Chargers. Who you got tonight in Englewood? Chargers. Uh, Look, Russell Wilson's not playing very well. And then he, oh, my shoulder hurts too? (laughs) Come on, give me a break. People always, I, I was trying to remember, like it was, was it Richard Sherman and Bobby Wagner who took shots at Russell Wilson? Teammates didn't like him. Yeah, they never liked him. Or was it just worse? I don't want to put words in it. Or was I it think it was worse? everybody. It was a bunch of guys, by the way. I remember, I remember reading something about Richard Sherman for sure. Yeah, Bobby Wagner too, I think. I mean, but look, he is what he is, and at one point he was a damn good quarterback, but. So far this year, he hadn't been. And the heat is on Nate Hackett. I don't think they'll get rid of him, but, boy, he's got to turn that thing around quick. Could he be a one-and-done, Pete? Well, new ownership. Sometimes that happens, right? Hmm. That happens. By the way, no left tackle. Garrett Bowles now done for the year. Ronald Darby starting corner now done for the year. They've had a ton of Broke his leg last Hmm. week. All right, guys, that'll do it. Uh, have a great week, guys. We'll talk to you. It's, uh, All right, see you guys. Can't Pete. wait, JP. <laughs> Pete and Tony, I'm JP, Joe Fortunato, Brent Reber, our whole crew. Thank you for listening and watching. It is Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. <laughs>